Good morning and welcome to the Completely Unnecessary Skeptical Podcast. I'm Nathan and joining me today is Craig. Hello. And Susie. Hello. I say joining me, but um, you're not really joining me because you're in Auckland and I'm not in Auckland. Wow. Where are you, Nathan? I am in New Plymouth. Hmm, in Manaki. Yes. So nothing particularly interesting or world-shaking has happened since the last time we recorded. So I'm not sure. <laughs> what nothing, nothing interesting about. has happened. That's why we haven't been recording. Yeah, or, or personally or globally. Right. No, but yeah. yeah. So I have moved out of Auckland, and I'm moving in New. I'm living in New Plymouth now. Um, and I don't know if you guys want me to tell that story or not. Is it well, interesting? Right. The, 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 the interesting thing really is, though, that did um, you moving out of Auckland precipitate us uh, not recording? Well, for the most part, although we hadn't recorded for a while before that either, have we? Ah, uh, well, I, I guess. But it would, almost, I mean, it would be better for your ego if you said that uh, it was because you moved that because <laughs> just because we stopped. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the email feedback we have is why no podcasts for two thousand seventeen. And for what half of 2016, I suppose, by extension. Well, so so our last one was actually June 2016. So, June. Just for the for the listeners to make sure that they haven't actually missed any. Yes, quite <laughs> right. Or thought that they've missed a whole bunch because right. Jesus. Yes. So I was working as some people probably knew at Newland Library, and we. The group that I was a part of, the Learning Centre Coordinators, got an email or an official letter saying that our role wasn't needed anymore because all librarians should be digital librarians and that they were thinking about restructuring and that we were going to have to reapply for the new role. Or were, we you, were you an analogue librarian, Nathan? No, we were the digital librarians, effectively. Oh, oh right. right. And what we were was we were basically the computer specialists. We were running the classes... Um, and looking after the learning centres, which is where the computers are. And if anyone had any problems or questions, they would come to us and we would help them. Um, <clears throat> I was also running the makerspace in, in the Newland Library with the 3D printer and the robots and the computers and all that. Um, but yeah, the management decided that in the future, all librarians are going to be able to answer these questions and they didn't need our specialist services anymore. But they wanted to take our FTE, full-time equivalency that's to say our roles, and turn them into something more librarian-based. None of which is particularly interesting, but the upshot being that uh, I applied for the new role and didn't get it, and so I ended up taking a redundancy. And I realised that I could spend my redundancy staying in Auckland and paying off my mortgage and try and find a new job that paid about the same, or I could sell my house in Auckland. And so I sold my house in Auckland. And semi-retired. And, and effectively semi-retired. Uh, so basically I pretty much own a house down here now in New Plymouth, which is much, much better and much, much bigger, and in a very much more quiet neighbourhood, which is amazing because that means I can sleep in the weekends at night. Well, I couldn't so much in Auckland. Uh, so since then I've basically done a brief course to get a security guard license and I worked for a security card company for a while and this year I've been studying a level 5 diploma in information technology brackets tech support yeah very good which 
So, so does, that, is that like just telling people to turn it off and on again? Off and on again, basically. <laughs> that's, that's literally all we do. But um, it's it's the highest thing I've ever done in a tertiary um, situation. And I was go- I went in expecting it to be quite difficult because I thought level five, that's got to be hard, right? Um, but it turns out it's all really easy. Okay. Um, and first semester I got all A pluses. I think the lowest mark I got was about a 92. Hmm. And, well done, um, you. Yes. Old dogs can you learn this. new tricks. Less of the old, thank you. <laughs> I'm pretty old. Um, and that's the thing. It's it's not very much of it that's new to me. Hang on, um, you're the same is, age as me. Am I? I thought I was older. Are you? Not as know. old as me, anyway. No, no one's as old as Craig. <laughs> well, well, Stephen's almost as old as me. <laughs> right. So that's what I've been doing, and I've been, uh, well, basically, studying's been pretty easy, and like I say, and it's only about four hours a day um, on, a, on a bad day. <laughs> so I've been doing a bit of theatre down here. Um, there's a few good theatres, and mm. if the cameras were on, I don't think they are, but you'd see my Mary Poppins t-shirt. Very good. Uh, which was very exciting, very uh, nice theatre down here, and a good group. And uh, trying to get people in New Plymouth interested in board games, which unfortunately is not as many people as there are in Auckland. <laughs> so I have this huge collection of 480-something board games and uh, almost no one to play with. <laughs> wow. But, okay. Uh, yeah. I'm and so is there any interest in scepticism in, uh, down in Taranaki? Interestingly... Just by sort of bumping into people through board games and theatre and whatnot, I could probably say I know four people who I'm friends with on Facebook that I could, uh, that I would consider, a uh, five maybe, who I'd consider sceptical slash atheist um, leanings. In fact, one of the things I thought of was maybe starting up a sceptics in the pub um, with, you know, four or five people to start with. Um but yes, so that's what I'm doing. No, I'm sure. With my I'm life sure now. that would work. And and once I finish the course, I'll be either doing the next level up if they're offering it, or looking for some sort of job. Uh, hmm. Which is one of the things I didn't. One of the things I didn't check when I uh, moved to New Plymouth is the job market, and there aren't that many IT jobs in New Plymouth, unfortunately. But um, right, we'll we'll see how we go. But given that you sold your house in Auckland and you're now a multimillionaire. Well, I don't actually have any money left over from that. I actually ended oh. up with like a $10,000 left on my mortgage on this house here. But what it effectively right. means so is I... So you bought a mansion. Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, it's probably much bigger than I need, and I could have bought a house for about half as much and still had money left over. Um, but the point is I don't need to earn very much money to cover my costs. So I'm quite happy to get a, a low-level tech support job or i don't know delivering pizzas or something um yes yeah, oh, so that's what i've been doing what have you guys been doing um me i'm still writing code and all that sort of stuff and yeah working from home and enjoying it and yeah yeah fantastic good. good Susie, yeah. you've been doing science and still stuff? doing skeptics in the pub oh or? yes I, I see the posts for skeptics in the pub every now and then Susie, you yeah i'm still doing science stuff yeah, I still do science stuff, but become too busy for Skeptics in the Pub. Yeah. So I haven't been for ages. She's a Skeptics in the Pub dropout. <laughs> I'm hoping to get her back one day. 
So that is why we haven't been recording podcasts, more or less. And <laughs> this is well, our, and, and, and the fact that we're slack. And the fact that we're slackers <laughs> and all really super busy and stuff. Uh, mm. So this is our, what do you call it, test run pilot to see if we can do it via Skype. And if we can, then hopefully we'll get onto a semi-regular schedule again like we used to do. Or maybe even mm. better. Yes. Who knows? Maybe I'll be <laughs> more available because I don't have a job. Uh, maybe, Excellent. Maybe so the, maybe they'll voting get... for your unemployment. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, and maybe the podcasts will come out a bit more, a bit quicker. So if I've got all that Very spare good. time. Excellent. Here. Yes. Anyway, do we want to go into the notice board? I suppose we do. Sure. So go on then. That's the your New thing. Zealand Skeptics Conference in 2017 is coming up in Wellington next month on the 24th to the 26th of November. Yes, it is. Uh, and there's uh, looks like to, there are a good bunch of speakers turning up, Some, including quite a few international ones. A couple of speakers that I was quite surprised. I didn't, I hadn't seen any advertising for this until what about a month ago or something, and I was suddenly like, wow, mm -hmm. that's that's Cara Santa Maria. I want to come. Yes, now. Cara Santa Maria from the Skeptics Guide to the Universe is going to be here. The only SGU is... that I haven't met yet. Right. Okay. Well, Nathan, if you came to the conference, yeah, you could meet Yeah, that's her. the thing. You see, it's the money now. <laughs> well, it's not a very expensive conference. No, and I guess I can stay. But in, you still have to stay somewhere. Yeah, mm, but don't you have don't you have relatives in Wellington? No, you, can, you see, um, that's one of the reasons I chose New Plymouth to move is that Mum and Dad moved up here the year before. Ah, right. And so normally in Wellington, I'd stay with them. But uh, yeah. I do have friends in in Wellington. I could, probably could find somewhere to stay if I really needed to. Um, well. I'm staying in a hotel room, yes. and if you really wanted to, you could come and share the hotel room with me. I don't know. Do you snore? No, I don't snore, do I, Susan? <laughs> She's shaking her head. No. Dead, dead silence no. is all She's I'm nodding hearing. nodding her head. No comment is, is what I got out of that. <laughs> um, okay, so I will, I will try and make it to that. How much is it, Craig? You didn't say. Um, I think uh, the, the two-day, well, actually the Friday night, Saturday and Sunday conference is only $153. Right. And if you want to attend the uh, the Saturday evening event as well, it's fifty dollars. Cool. So actually, it's not not too bad. And if you just wanted to come for one day, I think uh, one day is eighty five dollars. Right. Anyway, you can go to http colon slash slash conference dot skeptics dot nz to find out more details. The http colon slash is redundant. You don't need to type that in. Well, yes, but the audience would not know that I was referring to a web address without. Well, how, what conference. else would it be? Conference dot skeptics dot nz. A usenet. Group or what? <laughs> Who knows? Okay. Apparently not our audience. Craig just called you all stupid. Did you hear that? <laughs> Please email and complain. Right. Um. So no other notice board things, Susie. Nope. No. Nano girls. Nothing else is going on. In in the end of the year, is she? She's doing uh, a big sciencey yes, show because yes. I see that advertised coming to New Plymouth as well. I went last year. It was very good. Yeah, very good. It's actually pretty reasonably priced as far as I understand. And, yes, and um, i tell you what she's doing, which people might be interested in. She's got, uh, what does she call it, a share the love tickets or something like that? Pay it forward. Pay it, pay forward. it forward. Thank you. You can you can buy a ticket and they'll give it to someone, a child or yes, a Yes, I, I have done that. Good, good for you. So there we go. Yeah, I'll, so that's in starting in Invercargill in November, November the 6th. And then uh, ending up in Tauranga, December the 12th. So, the first news item of the new... Happens to be by... What? 
Oh, it well happens click. to be by what a great. I am Nano so Gear. good at segues, you guys. What a segue! <laughs> oh, I can't even realise. So Susie has a puzzled look on her face. Yes, it's a, an article by Nano Girl about the placebo effect ah, in the okay. New Zealand yeah. Herald, but we won't. Penny has dropped. We won't judge it for that. Craig. <laughs> No, well, well, in in the in the interim period since we last recorded the the Herald has gone even further oh, downhill. Really? Yeah, see, I, I just don't, I just don't click on just, the links uh, anymore. It's just a clickbait site, really. Yes. Apart apart from However, this one, this is a good um, article because we agree with it. Well, yeah, this is this is actually an interesting article. So um, this uh, Michelle wrote an article called um, "Power in Placebo Rationale." And the article talks about a study that was done in a journal called Pain, where they um, tested um, the effect of a placebo um, under various different circumstances. So they, in the study, they got some people to um, lightly burn their arm, which doesn't sound very, very okay. nice. But anyway, these people volunteered and they burnt their arm. And then they, um, they had... Um, various treatments for these people and the control group had no treatment at all and then there was one group that had was given a cream to put on the burn and the cream was described as having lidocaine in it and that it would make them feel better another group was um, given a cream and told that it was a placebo and that uh, placebo uh, medicines can sometimes make you feel better and so on yet another group was given the cream without any explanation and then of course the fourth group was given no uh, treatment at all so the three groups that actually got the treatment actually all got the same cream so there was actually no difference in the cream it was a placebo cream there was no actual active ingredient in it but the groups that uh, received the placebo cream and were told that it was um, had an active ingredient in it and the group that had the placebo cream and were told about the effects of a placebo both had similar responses in pain and so what this is actually showing is that um, you don't have to be fooled uh, by a placebo in order for the placebo effect to work and therefore uh, if you if doctors wanted to take advantage of a placebo effect they could still ethically prescribe it and tell the patient that actually the thing that I'm giving you prescribing to you actually is a placebo it doesn't actually have any any active ingredients in it but it's probably going to make you feel better anyway which is kind of really interesting that it, it, it so it does seem that it really doesn't come down to or belief in the, the effect um yeah the effect itself can well yeah it's 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 it is a belief in the effect well it's it's a belief in the placebo effect but it's not a belief yes. that the product actually is going to that actually that, that yeah. it has a proven effect yeah but this has been shown before but lots of things if um patients with irritable bowel syndrome were told that they were being given a placebo and that it would help them it helped them so that's effectively the same thing it's really cool that it's been shown to work for things like burns too i guess it's just a it's a it's a pain thing and we know that placebo works for pain 
Mm. And the really exciting thing is that doctors don't have to they don't have to trick their patients. They just have to explain that it is the placebo and the power of the placebo. And the more they believe in it, the the bigger the effect is likely to be. The study I was going to mention was the one where they did was it like six different six different groups or something. And one of them was given the placebo and told that it was the real medicine and one of them one group was given the real medicine and told that it was the real medicine and then one group was given the real medicine and told that it was the placebo and <laughs> so on and so on and so on and they they broke it down as much as possible so that they had every possible combination and in a group that got nothing or something i think it was that one was specifically about pain relief so it might have been morphine quote unquote that they were being given but yes fascinating and interesting for the ethical possibilities Hmm. 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 But so the, the comment I was going to make was this kind of similar to the um, the experiment they did where they gave uh, college students alcohol or they were told they were given alcohol and all those people got drunk when in fact they oh, yes. went, were drinking stuff that actually didn't contain any alcohol. Would that be the nocebo effect though or the placebo effect? Well, it's um, the same well, thing I guess. If, if, it depends if on you consider you like alcohol was actually going to harm you then... Hmm diminishment of one's cognitive abilities is a, is a harm but yes but improvement of one's social abilities yeah maybe <laughs> i wouldn't know i've never tried <laughs> so the next one next article is dr oxygen yes dr oxygen okay so this came about because i have someone on my friends list on facebook that's posted a couple of comments a couple of posts about his great oxygen machine interesting they've got a terrible website and interesting i yeah because i i visited the website it doesn't seem to work very well in chrome but then i tried going to it in um an internet explorer and it worked fine well that just says it all doesn't it <laughs> anyway i've got some more to talk about that but anyway carry on so the basic thing is um I mean, it sounds a lot like a multi-level marketing to me, although there's no evidence of that. It's just the way that they they write and the way he's he's talking about it. Um, are you working too hard? Do you have low energy, suffering headaches? Have you heard about this amazing health treatment? It's so simple, it's laughable. Pause for effect. And it's being increasingly utilised for many health purposes with a wide range of benefits. Oxygen is a good free radical, burns up and takes the trash out and is a powerful detoxification agent. It did useful if it could take the trash out, because that's one of the most annoying things <laughs> to do. Effects of oxygen in rebalancing brain activity and the body's rhythms is proven beyond doubt in medical tests. And there's more. I'm not going to read the whole thing. If anybody really wants to know, you can message me and I'll give you a copy. But um, I actually... When I saw this second post just the other day, I went through and I did a very carefully well thought out and quote-unquote researched. I found as much as I could. Um, and I went through point by point and said, yeah, no, that's not how that works. And um, proven beyond doubt in medical tests is not what you say if, you think, if there's actual research to talk about. And, you know, this doesn't cure depression and it's might be good for re respiratory conditions I don't know. Um, and then a couple of minutes later when I went back to uh, have a look and screenshot it and take a take a picture uh, it had disappeared and there was a brand new post with no comments on it it was exactly the same 
So I don't right. have any. I don't have any of the clever, witty things that I said uh, on the post. Well, so I I actually did a bit of research around this and actually who's selling it, and it turns out that it's um, a woman here in Auckland um, yeah. by the name of Joanne O'Brien, and uh, she runs various um, sort of natural health kind of businesses. Uh, one of which is called naturallyforyou.co.nz. Now, if you go there, my Chrome browser pops up with a huge red screen saying, ah. this site ahead contains malware. Oh, <laughs> Which I wow. thought was quite funny. <laughs> wow. Do we want to so, talk about what the machine itself is before we talk about the people and the, and the, and the claims thereof? Sure. Carry um, on. So from the posts I've seen on Facebook, it's not particularly obvious, but as far as I can tell, um, and this is one of the things that confused me right out of the bat, because they they keep going on about how it doesn't require any power or batteries, mm. which I took to mean electricity, which seems to be the case. Um, it doesn't need power or highly pressurized oxygen. So what it is, is there's some sort of powder that you dump into water, and there's a chemical reaction, which presumably, and I'm not doubting this at all produces oxygen um, which you then put on your little oxygen mask and breathe it's 329 dollars which i'm guessing is new zealand well i saw an advertiser 299 oh bargain it was on special <laughs> normally 329 dollars so you right. should have should have bought it craig it was on special apparently it produces approximately 12 liters of oxygen and it lasts for 20 minutes, um, the bubbling slash reaction time. Um, it's about the size of, what would you what would you say? Looks like a water filter, doesn't it? Yeah, you just fill it with water. On the yes, you, you, you do. You put some water in and then you put this special powder in that you get from them, presumably, um, and buy on a regular basis. It's about the size of a, like a small jetpack. Classic, classic science fiction type. Because everybody knows the size of a jetpack. We'll, we'll put a we'll put some pictures of it as the uh, as the thumbnail. How about that? Um, so uh, anyway, this 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 woman sells um, this stuff, and um, yeah, her site has a uh, a malware warning on it. But she also she runs several other um, sites, um, and one of them I was amused by because it's called. Um, uredesigned.co.nz but it almost sounds to me like a, um, a creationist site in that um, <laughs> it could be yourdesigned.co.nz yeah, Do you have to use hot water? That's a good question. So I've just been looking at all the ways you can get oxygen from water. Oh, I see. And, it, and there's just stuff you can add. Some, but some yeah. of it needs to be warm. So, ah, you, so you would need power to heat the water then? Well, if oh, you, you, could, you just use hot you water. You could use an... Um, you could electrolyze water and split out split out the H2O into hydrogen and oxygen. Yeah, but, but that would be kind of dangerous because then there's all this hydrogen sitting around. Yeah, a, a dangerous and B, of course, that it would require power, which yes, this claims not indeed. to. But yes, a chemical reaction. Well, maybe, maybe it's a perpetual motion machine that generates its own power. Ah, could do because <laughs> you're splitting the water into hydrogen and oxygen. Yes, you can burn the hydrogen to create power to split it into hydrogen and oxygen. Yes. Quite right. Can't believe no one's thought of that. <laughs> I think I might be a bit, uh, a bit, a bit. I might have been a bit um, generous in describing its size before. It actually might, because it's hard to see from these pictures how big it is in relation to anything else, 
other than its mm. packs and its accessories. It might be yeah. more about the size of a large lunchbox, actually. Yeah. Who has a lunchbox these days? Surely everybody buys their own lunch. I don't have a lunchbox. I'm a poor what? student. <laughs> I make sandwiches. Right. What world are you living in? Well, I live in the world where I make my lunch every day at home. Oh well, yeah, you don't buy lunch at all. But the, I mean, the, the real, the real, the real problem with this is that the, it's claiming that this being able to have oxygen intake is going to cure everything. So sure, it's, yes, right. It's the cure for everything to by increasing your oxygen. <laughs> I'm just thinking of if you have a lack of oxygen. Well, indeed, yes, a lack of oxygen deadly. is a is a very deadly. <laughs> Yes. The origin of all diseases is from hypoxia, the name given for <laughs> lack of oxygen in the human. That's what right. causes all diseases, you guys. Did you know? Yep. So death. one of the things I was right. doing the other day when I was posting my carefully crafted rebuttals is I was looking for uh, resources on the internet about machines <laughs> like this. I bet they were hard well, to find. Well, yeah, I couldn't find much of anything at all. I get some links to things like oxygen therapy, and uh, oxygen bars, which actually may not be what I thought oxygen bars were, and a lot of the resources, most of them were. No, I think it. I think it actually is. Is like these places in the states where you can go and yeah, breathe yeah, yeah, yeah. in That's pure what oxygen, I thought too. and it's supposedly, the, or and here in Ponsonby, perhaps. But the, yes, the people, the <laughs> article that I saw that was talking about that was suggesting that it's not actually gas masks. It's like oxygen in food. You're actually eating oxygen somehow. I didn't look into that because it wasn't what I was looking for. Um, But what I mostly found were uh, oxygen therapy involving hyperbaric conditions, i.e. some sort of tank (laughs) that pressurizes the oxygen. Uh, What do you call it? um, Those oxygen tanks that they sit in and hyperbaric chambers or whatever. Um, But not so much just breathing it in. Now, one of the points someone made when I um, when I went looking was that you don't use all the oxygen that you breathe in anyway. You only use, I think, the, the, the number no, I got, right. I, I heard, was something like a quarter of the oxygen that you breathe in is actually absorbed into your body, and the rest is immediately expelled. So hmm. breathing in more oxygen, I can't imagine what they... That's why you can breathe in and out of a paper bag without dying. Right, right good example. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> which is a proven cure for the hiccups. But not for too long. Uh, yes. No, not, Do not, not try this not at home, kids. Yeah, so what they, where they think they're coming from, I have no idea. But they have loads of testimonials. Right. That, well, well, obviously it works then. They're coming from the fact that some people are not sceptical enough, do not think critically, and think that this will be the magical cure to all Well, animals. that just pretty much sums up everything we talk about, doesn't it? <laughs> Possibly yes. so. So the next news article is something called doTERRA, and it's something, yes. something essential oils. Craig? Yes. So uh, there was an article in Stuff um, a couple of weeks ago um, about uh, this product called doTERRA, um, and so it's a multi-level marketing network. Oh, um, so basically a pyramid scheme. And according to the article, the doTERRA network is rapidly expanding in New Zealand and Australia uh, using a multi-level marketing structure where sellers recruit other sellers and take commissions on sales made by those on lower levels. That's one way of putting it. So basically, 
Yeah. Um, and so the the game that they are in is selling essential oil. What is an essential oil, Craig? Um, well, that's a very good question, Nathan. As, as I understand it, an essential oil is where they somehow process an ingredient to extract out um, the the oils contained in this. But I may be completely wrong. No, that's pretty yeah, much it. Okay, Sounds right. right. I honestly, I've not. And anyway, but and then they can then they can. Um, sell these oils um, for ridiculously large amounts of money for the amount that you get. So like um, 20 or $30 for a 5 milliliter bottle. But of course, they're, they're heavily concentrated. And so the idea is that you administer them by um, using a diffuser. So you sort of, uh, or you rub them on your skin yeah. or whatever. So you, 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 anyway, freeze, this, you freeze them uh, in, do you, effectively? Like aromatherapy, yes? Yeah. I, I guess so, okay. yes. Or you can add them to your, your cooking. Uh, um, okay. I think people massage yes. with them. Yeah. So it can be... I don't think they care what you do with them as long as you just keep buying them. <laughs> oh, yes, that'd be cool. Anyway, um, this so this, rib- uh, the article actually criticised the people that were promoting this because they were making claims. Does it? Because yeah. I'm flicking through this now and it's not particularly critical or sceptical. Well, so, so well, the, the, the headline to the article is essential oil sellers believe they have a cure for cancer. Yes, all right. Um, so they are making those claims. Now, w- when you actually have a look at... Um, at the, the the website they don't they obviously don't make those sorts of claims they do all the the weasel words language like supports yeah. and that sort of thing but when you say go onto youtube and you find people who are these do, doTERRA uh resellers they are making all sorts of claims about how uh they've been able to cease all their medications by using these essential oils and so on so basically, it's sort of a, a naturopath um, or naturopathy kind of influenced. Yes. Um, <laughs> this is the statement in the article. She said she believed the oil was a potential cure for cancer. And then in uh, speech quotes, uh, but I'm not allowed to say that. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not Indeed. allowed to say that. Indeed. The oils are also effective against autoimmune diseases, she said. But I'm not allowed uh, to say that. Colitis, Crohn's disease, and a host of other disorders. Hmm. So the people that are running this, um, and incidentally, the, there is actually a, um, a workshop that they're running here in Auckland tomorrow, um, but unfortunately it's sold out, otherwise I would have gone along. <laughs> um, but it's, it's started by a couple of... Um, it started. The network in New Zealand is started by a uh, a couple of people. One of whom uh, goes by the name of Jocelyn Odes, and I went to her website, and um, of course it's full of woo. Um, so she's a Reiki practitioner. Um, she has this uh, Gia Wellness. She sells um, uh, cell phone um, safety devices. Oh, <laughs> Interestingly, right. she actually has her cell phone number on um, the site, so we could give her a call. We and could find give her a call right now. Whether live she's on actually the got a guard, <laughs> whether she's actually got a guard on her cell phone. <laughs> she actually believes the stuff, and she sells essential oils, of course. Which, um, yes, is uh, anyway. So, yeah, no doubt, a whole bunch of woo. 
So if somebody comes along and tries to recruit you into the doTERRA network, I would say steer well clear. Yes. Not only will you lose all your money through multi-level marketing, but you will also be susceptible to bullshit claims about essential oils. Wastney said she was convinced about the effectiveness of the oils after treating her husband, who suffered from chronic fatigue for eight years. We'd spent thousands on natural doctors, you name it. (laughs) A natural doctor. It's a natural doctor. They tried a whole bunch of nothing to try and fix it. And B, Big Pharma is only (laughs) out for profit. So tell us about MythCon, Nathan. So... I only know, obviously, what other people have said. Uh, and you guys have done a bit of reading on this as well, so you might be able to fill in the gaps of, of what I've missed. Um, so MythCon is organized by a or many, possibly, mythicist groups. And the only thing that mythicists have in common is that they believe that Jesus didn't really exist. And there are, dif- there are different... Um, strengths i guess there are people who think that we don't have the evidence and there's people who think oh no it was definitely definitely fake and so i think that's what the myth con was about or myth information con apparently Mm. um the main um the main controversy was around the invitation and the speaking of sargon of akkad who is an anti-feminist, says in this article I'm reading, cult leader. Um, And he was in a debate with a feminist podcaster by the name of Thomas Smith. I've never heard of either of these people before. The first I heard about this in any sense was, uh, I think Hayley Stevens posted on Facebook about how she was watching this MythCon and was really upset and pissed off when this guy stood up and said something horrendous and about oh she just said you know the crowd was cheering and screaming and applauding and and going nuts for this guy now what it turns mm. out is and i'm not putting Haley down on anything here but uh, it looks like he brought with him a whole bunch of fans about 50 percent of the room in this debate uh, may have been there to see him. And so when he said, I'm paraphrasing here because I can't find the actual quote, um, fuck women or whatever it was, um, his fans all stood up and go, woo, yay, go, Sargon, we love you. Yeah, as I understand it, uh, the the idea of the conference was to bring together um, sort of opposing yes. camps. So there were people who were um, feminists and there were people who were anti-feminists and they thought it would be a good idea to bring them together and, and have opposing... That sounds like a great uh, idea. Yeah, seems, seems really stupid, really. Um, and part of the controversy was that there were some fairly big names in atheism who were invited to the conference but not actually to speak, just they were advertised as being there. And kind of like, that seems a bit weird to invite people along just for their presence rather than... The, the, the impression the I got was that was for a separate event. And the, the draw was that you could hang out with these the big names in atheism. And so they were invited to okay. come along and, whatever it was, see the movie um, at the same time. So it was, a, it was a VIP evening or something like that. Um, but a lot of the atheists that were at the conference were there to speak. Um, and I think Matt uh, Dillahunty was there 
as a moderator for one of the panels um, and he's got a great video which is uh, which I watched it's about 50 minutes long um, but I thought it was worth watching all the way through um, and he says obviously because it's Matt Dillahunty he says some very sensible things um, and very fair and balanced on the whole thing and he puts his um, his views and his his understanding across very well I well, feel like I'm looking at a different thing because the MythCon that I'm looking at is all about Tolkien. Uh, it might not stuff. be MythCon. It might be Myth Information Con. Yeah, Myth okay. Information. <laughs> because that sounds like a more yeah. interesting conference. Perhaps we should talk about that one instead. Because there's a MythCon that's basically about Tolkien. Yeah, but that right. was all real, so and that can't be. A... There's definitely. It's <laughs> <laughs> called MythCon. Right. Okay. And do the hobbits live in Taranaki? Sure. <laughs> Just around the corner, though. It's not that far from here. Right. Okay. So, yeah, that's that's really all I have to say about it. If you want to know more, so, there's um, the Richard Carrier article and there's the um, Matt Dillahunty video. Yeah, so, uh, so Richard Carrier himself is a bit of a controversial character. I thought that when I heard the name. I thought, I've heard him somewhere before, but from his writing here, I couldn't tell what it was um, that I was remembering. So he's currently suing um, the Freethought Blogs Network Oh, I didn't. Uh, for oh, $2 million. That's, that's the one, maybe. Blasted. What was it for? Remind mm. me. Oh, I don't know. Probably he's been defamed somehow. Right, okay. Uh, I, I don't know. I I've seen some articles around it, but I don't recall exactly what, what... But anyway, he's suing... Okay, well, poisoning the well, take what he's saying with a, with yeah. a grain of salt then. Um, but I certainly trust Matt Dillahunty and what he has to say about things. So um, if you want to know yeah, exactly that, what... I actually read the... I actually read the Richard Carrier article that you posted, and uh, it, uh, it was interesting that he was claiming to be a feminist. Um but oh, right. from okay. other stuff I've read about him, he seems very much not a feminist. Uh, That's quite a common thing that people do. <laughs> yes, Surely indeed. Um, in that, in that he, well, so he was in a, he was supposedly in an open relationship with his wife, and then decided to uh, separate or divorce or something because he wanted to pursue graduate students. Huh. That's a weird reason to get yeah. a divorce. Hmm. I believe okay. that the Free Thought Blogs people are raising some money for their um, legal defense fund. Yeah. Right. Ah, so all right. Good. Good plug. Perhaps people can go to GoFundMe. So they've raised twenty-four thousand dollars. Drop in the bucket. <laughs> against carrier slap suit, and we'll post a link to it. Yes. And of course, a slap suit is silly lawsuit against passionate people. Strategic lawsuit against something participation, I think. Uh, that was very good, Nathan. Uh, just off the top of my head. Strategic lawsuit against public participation. Right. So it's basically where somebody Ooh. basically sues you uh, to basically shut you down. A frivolous lawsuit to try and stifle uh, criticism and free speech and whatnot. Okay. So the next thing on my list for news stories is the Lucius Malfoy wasp, which I just posted in the hopes that someone would look up and, uh, and do some research. I haven't even read the article. But apparently someone in New Zealand has named a new insect, a new wasp, and they've named it after Lucius Malfoy Who's from, he? of course, Harry Potter. 
from the Harry Potter novels. The funny thing, I think, about the article is that Entomologist names Parasoid Wasp after, oh, inverted commas, redeemed character Lucius Malfoy in hopes of showing that not all wasps are bad. <laughs> but the main point being that Lucius Malfoy, of course, is the bad guy. Of the... I think I think that was a spoiler. Oh, sorry. Spoiler, spoiler alert, everyone. Lucius Malfoy redeems himself at the end of the Harry Potter series. Does he really? Well, he does, isn't he? he? Yeah, I'm trying to think now. Does he? I think he. Yeah. Susan is nodding. She's the expert. You think he does? Yeah. She. We should ask Evie. Does he? (laughs) Yes. Eve, ask Eve. Our resident Harry Potter expert is not around. Yeah, but he's certainly uh, even if he does up to that point, he's very, very much a, a very, very, very bad guy. Indeed, um, yes. Throughout the whole book, but then, whole but then, books. And so but then, so with Snape, you would have thought that would have been a better character. Yes, well, he that, definitely, right? yeah, it would it would have been a better, also, a better uh, name for the why they, Perhaps that's who they thought they were. Why have they spelt it a different way? So they've spelt his name because it has to look has to look Latin because it has to look more Latin. Perhaps as perhaps you wouldn't have a C in that position in uh, in Latin. Mm. If I remember back That's to my schoolboy lesson. That is bullshit. Which I didn't I'm calling do. you out on that. <laughs> well, uh, that, yes. Maybe it's for copyright issues. Possibly, <laughs> yes. Although you, you wouldn't think that um, J.K. Rowling would actually object. No, you wouldn't think. No, she seems like the sort of person to be quite happy to support science. Yeah. Anyway, so here's the thing I learned from that article is that it's one of 3,000 endemic wasps in New Zealand, none of which sting or cause any problems to humans. Yeah. Wait, what? None of them? Apparently so. Oh, I don't know about that. Well, well, no, it may be that the wasps that actually sting are imported. Well, that was interesting, and that's all I wanted to say about it. Should we well, move on to the next I, I have to drop a an interesting factoid into the conversation here about species that have been introduced to New Zealand. And so you will be aware that uh, opossums and hedgehogs have been introduced into New Zealand. Sure. And the the weird thing is that New Zealand is typically considered that opossums are pests, but hedgehogs are these cute little things. If you say so. But both of them are actually pests. But how many hedgehogs would you think there might be in New Zealand? 50 million. 200 million. Wow, you are both very very high well in fact so the reason i know this is because susan recently did a toastmaster speech where she had to talk about opossums and hedgehogs and in fact the number of uh, hedgehogs in new zealand is much higher than i thought and it was somewhere between 54 and 108 million hedgehogs in new zealand okay. and okay. and this came from 14 individuals that were introduced into new zealand <laughs> Isn't that amazing? From 14, did you say? 14 individuals, yes. A veritable population bottleneck. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, they have spawned between 54 and 108 million of the buggers. So isn't that interesting? That is quite interesting. That is quite interesting, as Stephen Fry would say. We would get points for that. (laughs) What you're saying is don't feed them... No, milk and don't, bread. No, or or do if that's actually one of those things that kills them and everyone's doing it wrong. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, well, of course, the um, completely unnecessary sceptical podcast cannot 
advocate for cruelty to uh, animals who, through no fault of their own, have been introduced to another country. Indeed. <laughs> mm. <laughs> no, you're right. No cruelty, but humane trapping methods okay. uh, are approved. Okay, so now I have to administer um, the world's shortest IQ test. Okay, I haven't looked at this yet. No, no. good. Okay, it's so I'm only in administering oh, it to you because uh, <laughs> everybody else in this room has already done the test. So this is claimed to be the world's shortest IQ test. And um, so it consists of only three questions. And uh, if you can get all three questions correct, then you are supposedly... Uh, in the genius category, and if you get them wrong, then you are more like Homer Simpson, considered a dunce. Right, question number one, Nathan. Yes. A bat and a ball cost $1.10 in total. The bat costs one more dollar more than the ball. How much does the ball cost? I was like five cents or something. <laughs> Very good. Yes, you've heard this before, haven't you? Yeah. I mean, no, I did that in my head. <laughs> I hadn't given you all the information before you answered, so I think you must have heard Okay, next one. I'll, I'll, I'll right. wait for the next one. Number two. It takes five machines five minutes to make five widgets. How long would it take 100 machines to make 100 widgets? Five minutes. Very good. You've heard that one before, haven't you? Yes. <laughs> right. And finally, in a lake, there is a patch of lily pads. Every day, the patch doubles in size. If it takes 48 days for the patch to cover the entire lake, how long would it take for the patch to cover half of the lake? Say the numbers again. 47 days. Very good, yes. Okay, you are a genius, Nathan. I know, I knew that. Or maybe not. Maybe this is a bogus test. Well, it is on the internet. But anyway. <laughs> and it's also, I want to point out, on ifuckinglovescience.com. <laughs> so it used to be really cool. But then they yes. went a bit Although this, this is this is actually based upon a a quiz that was developed um, by a psychologist at Princeton yes. in two thousand and five. So probably the fact that it's twelve years old means that uh, a lot of people have actually already read the questions. Yes, and therefore, yes, I have I have seen all of those questions before. Yes, um, and some of them yes. I did work out, and some of them I might not have. I couldn't tell you off the top of my head which one. Right. <laughs> But uh, they are they are they are interesting questions because they are sort of counterintuitive. I mean, you, you're yes, no, they're very educational. If you don't think it? about them, if you don't think about them, then um, yeah. it is easy to come up with the wrong answer. So yes, that's it. Okay, Good I job. think we are all geniuses in this room. Yeah, no surprises. <laughs> that there. test proves it. And of and of course, you cannot talk about your IQ because only people who are losers talk about their IQ. Well, yes, I was going to say something along those lines. Yeah. Anyone who brags about having a high IQ probably doesn't. Trump. Especially if they especially <clears throat> if they challenge challenge people to competitions about it. <laughs> Particularly when they should be uh, trying to uh, develop more nuclear warheads. Indeed. Yes. So, <laughs> what's this next item about you guys? Cognitive bias. I just found this and thought it was really cool, and so I it pointed looks it out cool. to everybody. Uh, it's a um, basically a lovely map, kind of a visualization of of all of the cognitive biases. So uh, there's 188 in total. Wow. And they're kind of divided into sort of four or five different areas. So there's the ones that are related to memory. So this is called the Cognitive Bias Codex. Codex, yeah. 
And it's essentially what it says here is every single cognitive bias in one infographic. So, for example, of the bit about too much information, it's got all the ones. TMI. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> um, for example, confirmation bias and choice supported bias and selective perception. Um, these are all ones uh, that are related to um, drawing details based on our own existing beliefs. Right. And so it's just kind of cool that they have these all these different ones that are mapped in different ways. It's worth going and have a look and seeing how many of them you've heard of and how many of them you haven't. So it doesn't actually tell you anything about any of them. If you click on it, it just as you say, just takes it takes you into the site. Okay, cool. That is very interesting. Yeah. So now we move on to pub talk. Oh, we move on to pub talk, do we? What did we say we were going to yes. talk about for pub talk? Well, <laughs> there's a big blank gap here in the agenda there is. for pub talk. So here's the thing. We haven't talked about Trump yet, specifically. And that's one of the things I was alluding no. to at the top of the episode when I said that nothing much particularly interesting has happened in terms of being world devastating. And I also thought maybe... Um, can I just stop you, yeah. Nathan, for one yeah. minute? Um, I'm quite impressed that you know about Trump. Because... <laughs> you guys can't see my hands <laughs> right now, but there are multiple... There are... I can imagine, I can imagine <laughs> that you are giving us the fingers. Doing my best. It's it's pretty hard to miss what's going on with Trump. Right. So what I was going to suggest was, and I was going to mention it earlier, is maybe if we're going to talk about Trump every episode, which we probably are, whether we want to do that near the end of the episode in a dedicated section saying what's Trump up to now oh. so that people who don't want to hear about Trump okay. can skip the end of the episode. Oh, okay. Who doesn't want to hear about Trump? <laughs> Many people, I'm sure, are quite sick of hearing about Donald Trump. Just a suggestion, well, we can talk about true. it now if you want. Do a pub talk intro to the subject. So what happened? Trump got elected to president. Everyone, Nearly everyone yeah. was shocked. Well, not everyone. No, well, it was definitely a distinct possibility, well, wasn't it? I didn't, honestly didn't think so. In fact, the last time we talked about it, he was running or just announced that he was running. Oh, surely he'd been running more than... Well... Longer than that. Yeah, okay, so he'd been running for a while. In fact, no, it was because it had, it had started to sort of step up and get and get sort of semi-serious. We, we all assumed he was joking at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> well, there, 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 there is the quote on the internet that says uh, back in nineteen ninety-eight that said um, that oh, if I was to run for president, I'd definitely be a Republican because they're the most stupid people. Yes, but that's, and, um, that's not I a can real say point. Anything and still get the, no, it? it's not. Sorry. You can oh, snipe okay, that if right. you want. Thank, thank you for correcting me on You're that. You're welcome. Um, I, I actually thought that was a real no. quote. Ah, okay. Oh, very, very good. Yes. Well done. Um, so the, there you anyway, go. Thank you for putting me right. The comment that I think I remember making was something along the lines of, I know this is a joke and it's not going to happen, but I can't help but be scared that somehow it might. And turns out that, well, I was right to be somewhat scared because he did. And he became president. Mm. Of the United States. I mean, I don't know what else to say about it. I mean, everyone knows what's going on. What do you guys think? Do you think it's a good thing? <laughs> you guys Trump supporters? Well, oh, well, no, of course it's not a good thing. No. <laughs> it's, a, it's a stupid, crappy thing that's happened. I mean, he's um, pretty stupid. He's Just like Brexit was a stupid thing. And... Yes, absolutely. I mean, he's, and this is where we're all starting to, I mean, I'm speculating, is it possible, it's probable he's suffering from some sort of Alzheimer's. And people who seem to know what they're talking about are suggesting he might be a, a narcissist, as in clinically diagnosable. Yeah. Um, 
Well, that, I that think it's just too depressing to talk about. It is a bit depressing. So can we just stop? I tell you what, I've actually been doing. You can. Go on then. Okay. Yeah, I wrote a book, Nathan. Did you write a book? Oh, I think yes. I'm, I think I may have heard something <laughs> about it. I'm actually, actually reading your book at the moment. Is it good? I've only, I started it a while ago. And <laughs> is it good, Craig? And um, your honest opinion. I've got a few chapters right next to you. Oh, it's, it is the best book ever. Wow. <laughs> so there's your testimonial for your, for your back page. No, it is, it is a... It is a very interesting book. And what's it about? Is um, it about infectious it bacteria? Book? Oh, yeah. I, yeah. Um, so I, I, I'm actually, I think I, for some reason, for some reason I started, I think it was before I went away on holiday earlier this year. And um, I think for some reason I started reading something else. Um, but anyway, I have continued <laughs> reading on it now. Good, and was yes, it? It, uh, perhaps it was just too terrifying. Ah. It was too terrifying. So that's what I was going to ask. It's, it's about infectious bacteria, is it? It's called or... Antibiotic Resistance, the End of Modern Medicine. Aha. Question mark. Question mark, that's true. We only put the question mark there because I thought it was too scary without it. Right. <laughs> so what's it's it about only $5 then? as an e-book. Ah. Oh, well, I might. It's about the end of modern medicine. Quite. Antibiotic resistance. And what's <laughs> Funnily enough. Stuff? Yes. Yes. <laughs> So what's the uh, save me five dollars? Is it? <laughs> <laughs> you want to take money away from a poor struggling author? It's not taking money away from it. It's not giving it to. There's. I have received no money for this. Book. Oh really? What a waste of time then. So it's yeah. <laughs> you maybe you should start writing books. I, I thought about it. Self-publishing. Yeah. Really easy to do. <laughs> That's what all cranks do. You just have to hope that, that what you're writing about is interesting <laughs> enough to people to buy it. Indeed. I don't think that's a very high bar. No, I suppose not. Yes. Perhaps I should write a, um, <laughs> a fan fiction about vampires or something. Right. Oh, so, so we need another one of those. I have just finished reading a very I excellent you book. I thought you just written one. <laughs> no. <laughs> I thought you were about to say you just finished reading Susie's book. No, I'm still um, struggling through struggling. it. Struggling. Uh, <laughs> it's not supposed to be that hard. <laughs> no, I'm sure I'll be finished it very soon. Anyway, I have just finished reading a very excellent book, which I would recommend to anybody to read. It is called uh, Utopia for Realists um, and How We Can Get There by Roger, Roger Bergman. Hmm. Sorry, Brigman. And um, yeah, it's a very interesting book. Uh, basically, it's about uh, universal basic income uh, and whether that's desirable and what the evidence is for it and, and how we can get there. And um, it's a very, very easy and worthwhile read. So I would highly recommend it. How to Make the World a Better Place. Uh, no, it sounds interesting. If I was reading books, I would definitely look it up. <laughs> Do you, Do you not read books? Oh, I haven't read books for ages. Since I discovered podcasts and I, and I found a, an app that I could carry around on my phone, I haven't had to carry books around with me anywhere because I've always got a podcast to listen to. Now, podcasts, they're going to rock your mind, Nathan. Yes. Yes, quite. I only listen to the good ones, though. Except ours. I don't listen to ours. I'm just already... doing a... I'm, I'm, I'm seeing if there's a interview that you could listen to him on. Or what about an audio book? I thought about that too, but again, it, it just cuts into my podcast list, which is currently about 120 hours worth of podcasts to listen to. I'm making headway right. on it. Right, okay. Yes. Right, okay. So, so Nathan, I have found on this thing called oh, YouTube. Yes. I've heard of it. 
a link where you could actually listen to an interview Marvelous. with the author. So I'm going to put that in the um, that public talk helpful. link Thank there you. for you so that perhaps you might you might watch that. So um, we normally would have a Woo Zealand um, yeah, why is why are we section leaving the here? section, Susie? But of course... Oh, because Susie wants more time for her dubious Oh, just because I, I think it's kind of time we... Exactly. I found like three of them. And and New Zealand is the and really New Zealand is the most rational country in the world now <laughs> in comparison to the Brexit and the and Trump yes. and the US and yeah so much has happened in fifteen months hasn't it um, no so th- we stop podcasting yeah. and the world That's turns to crap That's what happens <laughs> um, shall we move on then to Delia's dubious device Oh please please yes I decided to go on Amazon and have a look at some things. And um, I just typed in wellness devices <laughs> and just the stuff that popped up. Whoa. So I've got a bottle called the Vita Jewel bottle. Are you going to post links for these as has, you go? Um, yeah, can we see these? I, would please. you like me to give you the links to yes, them? Yes, please. Okay. So this So one, we can play along at home. Okay. <laughs> All right. So this uh, bottle of jewels, you put your water in and then it does something. Enhances and structures. Oh, is it like the um, the thing where you, you say nice things to the water and the crystals come out nicer? <laughs> Who's that guy know. that did that research? Emo like something. Yeah, Yamamoto yeah, or something, yeah, wasn't yeah. it? Anyway, so it's a bottle. You pour the water in. It's got a little, what looks like a little pod of um, crystals at the bottom, and then. I don't know, the magic happens or something. <laughs> and then it makes your water taste nice or something. Uh, fused uh, with enhances and structures. Oh well, God. there we go, Susie. It enhances and structures it. Structures it. Yeah, obviously needed that. And then somebody's given it five stars to say they're um, happy to say the claims are true. I'm picking that the reviews will be polarised between five stars yeah. and one stars. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, there's That's a couple of average. there's a couple of two stars as well. Yes, it gets an average of three point two out of five. Um, hey, it ships to New Zealand, you guys. People say that it makes a noticeable difference in taste. Well, <laughs> one thing that it has going for it is it actually is an attractive. Um, sure, thing, I guess. You yeah, think? you could do the same thing by just getting a water bottle from two dollar shop and putting some <laughs> plastic gems in it. I don't know that you need to spend uh, yes, $78. This is lead-free borosilicate uh-huh. glass. Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, okay, so there's that. I found a, my, um, sorry, I don't even know how to say this, a male chastity cage. <laughs> Seems reasonable. And it's quite interesting looking. If anybody needs a chastity belt, it's men. It's got some holes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, you've got to share the link now. Okay. I will show you the link. It's quite Susie's husband, Stephen, has shown quite a lot of interest in this. Well, that's not the colour, you the one you got me. Oh, my God, it's Out pink. for bondage. That's fine. <laughs> right. Penis breathe freely. freely. <laughs> I didn't know I breathed through my penis. <laughs> Steve, you arrived at a very bad time. Anyway, sorry, that's, that's, I, I, it's a little dubious. But, um, Just okay, a little. here's the one. The one I'm going to do is a DNA repair, you ready for this? Sure. Tuning fork. A what? Tuning fork? <laughs> <laughs> have we talked about a tuning fork before somewhere? Sounds familiar. I imagine we have. God, that sounds so familiar. Right, this one is $30, and uh, you 
What do they say you do with it? Oh, five hundred and twenty-eight hertz. It's literally just a just a tuning fork. <sighs> Is it supposed? Ah. No, but it's DNA, DNA repair. Yes. Okay. Yeah. DNA repair sound therapy. So how do I know if my DNA is damaged? Ah, oh, that's a different. That's a different. Need machine. of repair. <laughs> um, yeah. What do we say about that? And being on Amazon, you can also buy the book, "Tuning the Human Biofield." Yes. Uh, vibrational sound therapy. You can get a tuning fork mallet as well right. for only five ninety seven. That seems more reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> I think perhaps you should use that mallet on your head, and if you think you could buy one of these to repair your DNA. <laughs> uh, Talk about oh writing goodness. books and selling them on eBay. They're saying if you order more than a thousand dollars worth, you'll get them for cheaper. Sorry, you talked. I was about just saying, talking about um, self-publishing books and selling them on Amazon. Money I could make if I didn't have ethics. <laughs> <laughs> right. So yeah. I wonder how they derived the five hundred and twenty-eight hertz frequency. Well, probably by banging it on a table. <laughs> <laughs> yes. How did they know that? Was the frequency that uh, appeared your DNA? I understand your question. And could I not just on. use a? Could I not just find five hundred twenty-eight hertz on the piano, which would be it would be somewhere just above um, uh, middle C? Anyway, I found yes. the product description. Uh, it just says five hundred twenty-eight hertz is the miraculous frequency for transformation in DNA repair. Uh, it's also the frequency that can help open your heart. <laughs> Prompt peace and hasten healing. So really, it is the product for our our time. This is the thing that we need to well, hasten healing. It's interesting if you actually Google 528 hertz, it comes back and says that that 528 hertz is known as the DNA repair frequency. 528 hertz is the bioenergy of health and longevity. It is the harmonic vibration that lifts your heart. Oh, so it's backed up by solid science. <laughs> Indeed. And in fact, there's a YouTube link where you can play 528 hertz for eight hours solid. Oh, so you don't wow. even need to spend no. the money on the tube. The tube. Yeah, that's amazing. The tuning fork. You know what I could probably almost certainly do is in this um, recording software that I use to edit the podcast, I'm pretty sure I can generate tones. So well, I think you should definitely insert a 528. I was just going to say that if the audience the wants to know what a 500, what did you say, 528? 528. Yeah, make sure you don't make 529 or 527 because that might be devastating to our DNA. Hey, hey, and if anybody, in a minute when I play this noise, if you experience any DNA healing, email and let us know, <laughs> and uh, we'll send you a bill. I've also just found another link that says it's the frequency that killed John Lennon. <laughs> the what? Right. The what? I thought there was a bullet. <laughs> ah, but a bullet that was vibrating at a certain frequency, apparently. Exactly. <laughs> oh, no, they're saying it's the frequency of the music that somehow prompted him to be killed. Huh. Like, Wasn't it Catcher in the Rye? Okay. What, the, what the about Catcher in the Rye? killed John Lennon? Wasn't it because of Catcher in the Rye? In the rye? Uh, I don't know that story. Um, what was his name? Mark Chapman, was it? David Mark Chapman. Mark David Chapman, yes. And so you are thinking that Catcher in the Rye has something to do Aha. with it. Began reading Catcher in the Rye. He said that the novel was his statement. So it was related. Well, anyway. I have read Catcher in the Rye. And um, and did you want to murder all the phonies? Didn't want to go out and afterwards? murder anybody. No. Ah, well. No. There's a sample size of one you've got there, Craig. Come back when you've got some <laughs> data and we'll... Um, 
We'll draw a conclusion. I'll come back when I murdered somebody. <clears throat> exactly. Then we'll have a sample size of two. <laughs> yes. So we, we must be having a word of the day now. I was just going to say that. I, complete, I completely forgot to do it. So I've You've been had frantically 16 months to prepare for this. I've been frantically <laughs> reading through my, my special source list of words to try and find some that are appropriate. And I found a couple of really good ones. Um, so I might give you one that I want to do, and then I'll give you another couple ones that I thought about using. So I also haven't practiced pronouncing it either, but your word <laughs> is calcimine or calcimine, but I suspect mine would be a better pronunciation. Oh, something so to do with calcium. Post this here thought. for you. Uh, it is sort of somewhat relevant, at least to some news items and criticisms that I've read, re not recently necessarily, but over the last few years. Well, I would say it has something to do with somebody who's set in their ways. Ooh, I like that. Is that it's calcified. Answer? Yeah. Okay. So hang on, let me just do it also on the spreadsheet officially. Craig, what was your thing? Set in their ways. Yes. Okay. Susie, now that you've gone. It sort of just looks biological to me. Um, can you tell us whether it's like a noun or a verb or something? Oh, really? That's, that you seems a bit unfair considering Craig has already yeah. guessed. Well, I could tell you. <laughs> I just say Craig's gun. an idiot. Yeah. It's a verb. Uh, Is it to mine calcium? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. Craig, you can change your answer if you want since you have no new information. No. Uh, it's not calcium mine. The mine calcium. No, I, I've had my go. I'll... I'll Susie now has to come up with something that she thinks it is, which is actually the hard part if you don't know what it is. Half points if she gets it right. How's that? Because she had more information. <laughs> oh, I just got back from America. I'm jet lagged. I tell you what, it, it's very, very so vaguely. It's very, very vaguely you. before you guess. It's very, very vaguely movie related, because you've been in America and that's got to make anyone stupid. <laughs> okay. Put us out of our misery, Nathan. Explain it to us. Calcimine is to whitewash. I see. Whitewash. Yeah, see where I was going with that? So you get a zero, and you get a zero. I didn't ask anybody else. Everyone else is there. I didn't ask them. No. What would Steve and Susan have said? Have you heard the answer, Susan? What would you have said? Oh. Because they can't hear Nathan. No. Well, the word is calcimine. No idea. Okay. So oh, well, that zero. is interesting that it means to whitewash. It means to whitewash, hmm. hence the, the movie connection. Sorry, um, I don't get the movie connection. Whitewashing is casting a white person in a non-white person role. Oh, okay, that ghost, is that is a modern... Yes. Um, ghost, ghost, that, that is a modern ghost in the shell. Sort of the thing. word, but a whitewash is basically where they used a very thin coat of yes, watered yes, down white paint. Yes, right probably what it means in this I see in fact the whitewash that they use is probably based on calcium so the other word I was going to use and I don't know if you guys will... oh my god there's more no, I'm not going to make you guess it I'm just going to tell you these are the ones that I picked out and I see if I want to see if you guys can figure out what the theme is of these ones um a caitiff c-a-i-t-i-f-f -F, which means base cowardly despicable and callow c-a-l-l-o-w which means unfledged or inexperienced I think you're talking about Trump. That is a horrible, horrible, slanderous statement to make if it wasn't true. <laughs> so, 
That's my word of the day. And I think we're going to finish off the episode, Craig, (coughs) with a quote. Yes. We are going to finish off the episode with a quote. Excellent. Please give us a quote. And I will get bonus points from from my wife, Susan, for this. This quote comes from a certain Mr. John Oliver, who runs a show called Last Week Tonight. And he said, one in four Americans is skeptical about climate change. Who gives a shit? You don't need people's opinions on a fact. You might as well have a poll asking which number is bigger, five or 15, or do owls exist, or are there rats? Hats. Hats. Are there hats? I think Why did fine. you say hats? No, it's rats. It's not. Really? Pretty sure. Go back okay. and watch it again. Well, I must have. <laughs> okay. All right. well, Can I make a statement? Susie wants to make a statement. At the last um, podcast we did, uh, I asked that we find quotes from women. You did. And we even wrote a huge list of women for you to find quotes from. So I'd like you, Craig, to reflect on why you have yet again chosen a man. Think about it. And then do better in the future. Okay. Please. All right. I will do. Well, the re- I reflected on it, and the reason is that I'd forgotten about that list. <laughs> I'd forgotten how much I was berated <laughs> the last time. And rightly so. Well, it has been 15 months. Yep. Gosh, 15 months, you guys. And we just made another podcast. <sighs> Yes. Hooray. Okay. Well done. I think we're a little we'll be bit back in fifteen um, months' time. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> I was gonna say I think we're a little bit what's the word? Um rough. Rusty. <laughs> yeah. Out of practice. Right. <laughs> That's the one. Out of practice. Yes. I thought that was <laughs> But I also did just look up whitewashing yes. and it's um yeah, so whitewash is a calcimine or lime paint. Lime paint, yes it is. Made from slaked lime which is calcium hydroxide. And ah, okay, very yeah. good. You've been listening to the Completely Unnecessary Skeptical Podcast. If you have any questions or feedback, please contact us on Facebook or check out the contact form on our website, thecusp.org.nz. Or I guess it's kind of Are similar. Are you guys eating dessert or something? <laughs> no, we're still eating pizza. Jesus Christ. Sorry, can you hear us? No, no, You'll no. You'll edit just, this out, I'm, I'm sure. Extrapolated. <laughs> What's that? You'll edit out our chewing noises. I'm sure I will. Right. So there's, there was a study done in Germany on irritable bowel syndrome, and they showed then that even pe- patients being told that they were being given a placebo. This is really hard. <laughs> Sorry, I've got such an echo, I can hardly hear Oh, are you hearing speak? an echo? Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. I'm not hearing an echo.